The thing about ancient religions is that they change over time. And as fluid as Hinduism wants to be, there are certain restrictions and certain norms which don't really fit to modern day to modern day minds. And one of this is most definitely the extremely rigid caste system, which even found its way to Bali. The Rig Veda, the most sacred and the first and earliest Veda, states this one transcendental being known as Purusha. His head is the Brahmanas or the priestly caste, one gives, that gives direction to the rest of humanity. His hands would be the Kshatriyas or the warriors who protect and who govern and who fight when required. The stomach and the thighs would be the Vaishyas, or the mercantile community, those who would engage in business and those who would trade. And his legs would be the Sudras, the laborers and artisans that make everything else function. Now, this is the caste system. This is what is known in Hinduism today as the Varna, or the four different castes and divisions of society. They aren't necessarily a gradation of who's higher and who's lower, they are more like a system of one being, just like how this purusha or this being requires a head, as well as it requires legs and a stomach and hands. They are codependent and they form one society, one being and one system. Therefore the the, four, the, the system of the forecast are actually meant to serve one another, to complement one another, and to create a balanced society. The brahmanas or the priest would be the counselors and would be the one that provides wisdom and guidance. But it's up to the other varnas to actually act upon it. It is up to the chachyas to make sure that laws, governance, and protection are in place. It's up to the Vaishyas to ensure that economic activity goes on, and it's up to the Sutras to make sure that there's food, that there's art, and that there's someone doing the rest of the work. They are supposed to complement each other and work for one another. Unfortunately, in today's India and in today's understanding of Hinduism all around the planet, the caste system has become more of a rigid society and a rigid um, norm that one can't really escape. The caste system is to be implemented by quality, not by the birth. In other words, if one has the quality of a brahmana or of a teacher or of a counselor, then that automatically makes that person a brahmana. If one has the quality of a chatriya and would prefer to guide, to lead and to govern, then so be it. And similarly with the caste of the Vaishyas and the Sudras. 
However, in this day and age, most people are arguably more like sudras. They are undoubtedly a slave to some sort of system. They undoubtedly want to just follow and not be entirely responsible. And because of the lack of proper guidance and proper wisdom due to a lack of quality brahmanas, humanity does and has fallen down to this stage of just everyone being laborers to society and to to each other this is at least what the vedas state and what the other holy scriptures of hinduism state that in this day and age most people are just so low to understand the entire caste system and the proper functioning of society that everyone is just a slave to the system at large so arguably the caste system doesn't really apply anymore even though it is in some circles extremely important and yes it still does matter in hindu circles to this very day especially in india where the caste system was extremely enforced and even in bali actually and let me tell you why the caste system is a great tool for oppression and this was actually employed by the british in india and by the dutch in indonesia in particular in bali they would work with the rajas or the kings and the kings would then in turn work with the dutch and cooperate with them while the rest of the society namely the sudras and the vaishyas would simply comply the brahmanas as they were also under the protection of the rajas or of the kings would well further agree and abide by the rules and by the regulations given simply by the colonizers so the caste system is a great tool of oppression not only for colonial power but later also for for the society and for people who really wanted to take advantage of having a higher power over the others but this is not entirely the case in bali where the caste system is more like a clan system there are particular families in different parts of the island who are expert in in various different skills for example the pande or the is is that particular clan who are skilled in creating weapons they are the blacksmiths of the society therefore pande is not necessarily a caste but it's more of a clan the normal everyday balinese that you'll meet the katut the uh, putu the nyoman they are actually the everyday people um or technically speaking the sudras and then you would have the gusti the gusti caste is another type of almost royal caste but then above all you'll have the anak agung who are the royals the the royalties and then eventually on the top you would have the idabagus who are the brahminical priest in bali it's not entirely a caste system but more of a clan system as i told you which means that they have particular roles in society and take up very very particular form of the arts or form of administration they aren't four in number 
there are much, much more than four, and I can't really get into the details of all of them. I've mentioned the most popular ones, and I think that they are quite um, that they are quite relevant. However, the caste system is still very much of importance in modern day Hindu Balinese circles. For example, if one wants to officiate something, they would need a priest or a high Brahmana or Idabagus to make sure that the ceremonies are done properly. And the everyday Balinese don't really know much about religion because religious texts and religious philosophies are kept with the higher caste. Is this changing in today's Bali? Very much so. And is this a welcome change? Well, actually, yes, it is. It's it's quite normal today that the modern Balinese Hindus are quite open and fluid about education, especially about the chanting of mantras and the performance of sacrifices. They do prefer a more democratic approach to Hinduism as opposed to the caste system itself. But does this truly mean that the caste system is lost in Hinduism of today? No, it is not. The caste system is still alive to this very day because it forms an intrinsic part of our quality, how we want to be seen in society and how we want to serve society at large. Remember the Purusha, it's a body. It is one codependent unit. They require each other for something to happen. Similarly, society needs a head. Society needs a stomach, society needs legs, and society most definitely need arms. So the caste system, based on quality, is still a very recommended way of living Hinduism. It doesn't necessarily segregate humanity, but it allows people to act accordingly. Dharma, or one's duty, is of extreme importance. If one has the qualities of a Brahmana, then one should definitely stick to it. Similar with the case of the Vaishyas, the Chatriyas, and the Sudras. If one is comfortable taking up a particular position in society, one should most definitely act in that manner. To further understand the caste system, let's go to the words of Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita, one of the most foundational texts of Hinduism. There, Krishna tells Arjuna, his disciple and his friend and cousin, the qualities of the each um, individual caste systems. For example, for the Brahmanas or the priestly caste, the qualities are that of peacefulness, self-control, austerity, purity, tolerance, honesty, knowledge, wisdom, and religiousness. On the other hand, heroism, power, determination, resourcefulness, courage in battle, generosity and leadership are the natural qualities of work for the Chatriyas. Farming, cow protection, business are the natural work of the Vaishyas, and the Sudras are artistic. They engage in labor and of service to others. So these are the qualities of the of, of the four varnas or of the four um, of, of the four caste system. Krishna further explains that it is better to engage in one's own occupation, even though one may perform it imperfectly, than to accept another occupation and perform it perfectly. 
duties prescribed according to one's nature are never affected by sinful reactions. He further continues to say that every endeavor is covered by some fault, just as fire is covered by smoke. Therefore, one should not give up the work born of his nature, even if such work is full of fault. In other words, these are particular natures that one that one have. It doesn't really matter which family you're born into, but you are born with certain qualities and you are born with certain skills and with certain gifts. Use them. Utilize them for the benefit of society at large. Don't underestimate your own ability to serve society and don't underestimate what gives you joy and happiness. And when you stick to what you can do and when you stick to what you like to do, that's great because you are acting according to your dharma, according to the quality that you're gifted with. This is at the very essence of the caste system. Use what you have, simply adore and work with and embrace your qualities and make sure you don't stray away from what's natural to you. Don't force yourself to fit into someone else's shoes and never ever ever have someone else tell you what to do. Do what's natural to you. Do not defy your own needs and your own qualities. This is at the end of the at the end of the day what the forecast system is about. In this way, you can understand your position in society at large. You can understand your duty. And more importantly, you are fulfilled with what you actually do. The topic of the caste system is undoubtedly extremely controversial. And it really depends on the context of what you're studying it, how you're looking at it, and where you are. At least here in Bali today, the caste system is not as valid. And even though officiating priests or brahmanas are important still in the cultural construct of Hindu Bali, the caste system in India as well as in Bali still remains important when it comes to marriages and when it comes to bearing people up. Unfortunately, here in Bali, the caste system is still quite valid, but this just applies for some areas and for some families. As time progresses and as Hinduism modernizes and flows according to the current time, things will change and things will constantly modify itself. At the end of the day, dharma or duty depends on you and what you think you can do to better serve the world around you.